Is financial coaching really a path toward future growth at your bank, at your credit union, at your fintech? And are there strategic elements that need to be put in place before a financial coaching program can first be developed and then expanded? Well, let's find out together on today's episode of the Banking on Digital Growth podcast. Greetings and hello, my name is James Robert Lay, and I'd like to welcome you to another episode of the Banking on Digital Growth podcast. Today's episode is part of the Real Solution series where we take real challenges from real leaders to transform them into real opportunities. Joining me for today's conversation is Marshall Moore, and Marshall is on a mission to make money more joyful through education and community development at ONTAP Credit Union. And today, we're going to transform obstacles around financial coaching into future growth opportunities. Welcome to the show, Marshall. It is great to share time with you today. Thanks for having me, James Robert. Absolutely. Before we get into transforming one of your obstacles into a growth opportunity, what is good in your world right now? Something positive, either personally or professionally? It's always your pick to get started. You know, I choose the professional side too often, so I'm choosing the personal side. It is the fact that I have gotten back into some good routines, specifically some uh, physical therapy type of routines, like workouts in the morning. And the thing that I especially love about it is I have integrated my dog into my workout routine. So we kind of wrestle around each uh, each morning and each afternoon um, and get some uh, good core work in while I'm trying to take her toy away from her. <laughs> there you go. Now, routines are so important when it comes to health and fitness. When it comes to the mental well-being, when it comes to even financial well-being. Let's let's transition this idea into an obstacle that you're confronted with today. What's the big challenge, if you will, that's standing in your way right now that's preventing you or your team or your organization from moving forward and making progress on your journey of growth? Well, I think I have kind of two, but I'll focus on the personal one, which is that I really see credit unions as being in a place where financial coaching will begin to become more and more of our value proposition as local community-based organizations. It is one of the things that can truly differentiate us in the modern age. And it's, uh, it's something that people need. Um, we live in this capitalist society that just throws people to wolves financially, no training, no education. And so what I've found is that a lot of people are very receptive to having these financial coaching types of conversations. And yet we also are in an age, an era where I think that sometimes the financial message has sometimes gotten watered down. Um, I think that a lot of what people would think of as financial coaching is in reality a, uh, a product pitch from a financial company. Um, I think that a lot of financial uh, education has kind of been um, taken as only for already high net worth individuals. It's about portfolio management. And I think that really there is a lot of financial education that um, every single person can benefit from both on the sort of um, what most people would call a basic 
budget side of things, but also on the behavioral psychology side of things, the money mindset side of things, because that's where it all begins. And so I think the challenge that I'm facing is that in this modern age, it feels to me like there is a multi-front war being fought for our attention and most of us are losing it. And so, you know, when you go out there on a daily basis, you have to figure out to, to choose what to be paying attention to. And so, um, Without going any further, I think that um, the question is really surrounding how do we bring this type of a conversation that has that bit of stigma to it already into the, the eyes of the communities that we're serving and make it something that we can actually talk about, we can actually discuss, and people can um, spend their, their precious time attending to. So this is a, a great way to start. So the problem is, just so that I understand you, financial education is important, but but education alone will only solve part of the problem. There's a stigma, if you will, um, or, or misrepresentation of financial coaching that it's a historically it's a product pitch or it's only for high net worth individuals. So there's a lack of understanding or a lack of awareness or people who feel burned by past experiences. Uh, but before I, I share maybe some possible opportunities to transform this obstacle here, why is this important? Because I think, you know, anytime that we're confronted with a big challenge, the deeper that we can drill down into why this is important and what's kind of the, what's the pain behind the pain that does provide an opportunity in and of itself there. So why is it important that we just pause and think about this in this conversation today and maybe for those who are watching or listening as well what happens if we yeah. don't what happens if we don't a better way to frame it what happens if we don't solve this problem yeah yeah totally i think that is a good way to frame it um and i think that ultimately it's because our finances are intricately interconnected and tied to every other part of our lives you know there's studies out there that say that people think about their finances in a an anxious way or a stressful way seven times a day and yet they don't necessarily take the action to start solving it partially because we don't know exactly where to start. There's so many different avenues that we could attend to and there's so much information out there. So I think it's tied to a lot of other areas of our life when our finances are in a good place when they're automated and we can let our attention be focused on other areas of our life because we know we're doing everything correctly, then we become more productive in the workplace. We're able to get our physical therapy like I'm doing um, my workouts in more regularly and consistently. Well, I think that point, and, and it's so funny, we, we don't plan or prep for these conversations, but the way that you framed what you're working on now, you mentioned habits and routines. And I think habits and routines are going to be an opportunity here going forward. Because if you, you said, and, and I see this too, people don't know where to start. Money is confusing. Money is complex. Money is stressful. Um, I don't even know where to begin. So where am I going to go? I'm going to go to Google. Maybe I'm going to go to YouTube. Probably I'm going to go to FinTalk. Yeah. Or TikTok most definitely. And we're starting to see these transformations of consumer behavior, particularly within the millennial demographic, all the way down to Gen Z. Um, but, but even then that's not, I think it's we have to be mindful that, well, that's just TikTok. That's just a Gen Z conversation. Or that's just a millennial conversation, which is not true. Patty Asai, who is an SMB commercial lender, 
she is leading the way here. Um, and she is not in either the Gen Z or the millennial demographic. And she, as a commercial lender, uh, Duchess of Decorum is is her handle. She has almost a million people following her thoughts on TikTok. And to your point about attention, I want to give you and those watching and listening a, a four-part framework that you can take because attention is everything. We are in the attention economy. It's one of the reasons I always talk about, you know, we must be mindful of uh, the tea that we're taking in daily. How are we investing our time? Where are we spending our energy? And what are we paying attention to? Because each one of those are going to directly influence the work that we're doing, A, within a financial brand, but also how the work that we're doing is being received by those that we're looking to help. And so a four-part framework here is around, I would say, attention first. It's, it is obviously going to be content, showing up frequently, consistently where the people are, but not just as a brand, as an individual. And I know you're already doing this work, kind of just knowing your background and where you've been, which is fantastic. Because, uh, and this is a bit of a controversial subject, people are going to connect with people. Uh, people are not necessarily going to be connecting with the brands. We know from different studies, I want to say it's like, um, and this was from a Facebook study, 92% of millennials do not trust traditional financial brands for information. And that's one of the reasons we've seen the rise of FinTalk over time. Um, so we go from content. How can that content then be repackaged into curriculum? Because the content is really, that, that's the point of the attention. That's the attention getting, if you will. Um, the curriculum, though, is repackaging all of that content into something that is a bit more consumable over the long term. Maybe it's a three-part course or a seven-day challenge, just something along those lines that's like a breadcrumb. Because back to the point of habits and routines, that's the next step here. The next step, habits and routines, it's community. So community, bringing people together, whether that be digitally connecting them or in the case of the work that you're doing, bring them together physically in the real world to connect, not to commiserate on how bad things are, but to provide an opportunity for them to connect at a human level to say, hey, you're not alone on this financial journey. There are people just like you who have real challenges, who are struggling, but you know what? We're going to do this together. It's this essence of community. And I think particularly with community banks and financial and, and credit unions, that we have to rethink and reimagine what community means now in a digital world. And finally, if you take content curriculum and, and, and community, coaching is the glue, if you will, that brings all of this together. Now, this is where habits and routines come back into play because, you know, if you think about community and coaching, you, you have the ability to coach at a large group level or if someone wants to go deeper into their unique situation, well, let's let's create that space for them and provide them with a kind of a VIP program. We're seeing that with the financial gym. It's a membership subscription. And I know a lot of credit unions, a lot of community banks too, are asking, well, how can I replace non-interest income? What's an opportunity? Well, we could charge for higher end, more deeply engaged financial coaching. Because that that point, it's not a product pitch. It really puts the best intention behind these people's, their, their challenges, their questions, their concerns, and provides them with a path forward. And maybe our financial products aren't what they need. And if we can objectively let them know that we're putting their interests first, almost like a fiduciary, 
to a degree. Mm -hmm. I think yeah. that really builds a deep level of trust going forward. And then they tell their friends that builds the community. And then we're all going to get better together with that. What, what's your take kind of going through? What's one thing that, that you're connecting and resonating with here yourself? I mean, it's interesting because I think all of these are things that, I mean, as you know, I am actively engaged in doing, but putting it into this framework for me, it wasn't so much the any of the individual pieces of it, but the idea of kind of stringing it together as a, a framework. And obviously it's not going to necessarily be a sequential framework, but almost thinking about it in a sequential manner for me, I think is, is interesting and useful um, just because it almost lets me identify where I should be focusing and when. Um, sometimes you get caught up in the um, uh, in in which part should you focus on. And to be honest, one part that is a challenge is content is is something that I have gotten to the point where I'm much better about doing. But there's so many different platforms that it, you could be posting on. I hit upon a, a group that is much more millennials and Gen Z when I'm on Instagram. Um, but I haven't necessarily developed that platform beyond um, as much beyond the personal level. Um, so I won't go into that uh, too much further that well, could be a topic i want to i want to pause though on that because i think if someone who is watching or listening they're feeling the same challenge and struggle like where do i get started with this because there are you know you've got tiktok instagram facebook yeah. linkedin yeah. youtube reddit i mean and we can continue to go into kind of all of the other niche ones my thing is you pick one and you focus on it um we forgot twitter we forgot x uh for that matter yeah. Yeah. um you, it's very challenging to try to get into every single platform all at once at the very beginning. I'm habits and routines. It's like, for example, the, the, uh, I teach a methodology called the three, two, one contact system. Yeah, yeah. Basically you make three contacts a day. You, you, you comment on two other people's posts and then you just create your own unique original content. It takes 15, 20 minutes and it builds a cadence and it's just a routine and habit. But the same is true when it comes from the content and the curriculum. And, and, and if you think about this on a 90-day program, it's like, okay, here's my commitment to content over the next 90 days. Don't look beyond that. So from there, how can I repackage some of this individual pieces of content into more of a formalized curriculum? Because that's probably going to be at the end of that quarter. So it's going to be a review and reflection. It's like what really hit, what really resonated, because then you're letting the marketplace determine what the curriculum should be based upon what you're sharing into the marketplace, because it's real time feedback. And yes. then, and you don't have to necessarily wait till the end of the 90 day period, maybe to the end of the 30 day period. And so you're starting to create curriculum for that particular quarter. And then once you start building community around this and using platforms like Mighty Networks, for example, which is an own community, so you're getting off of Facebook and Instagram and TikTok, and you're now you're bringing them into your own community that you have the ability to facilitate at a much deeper level, um, You're that's going to drive that content engine further, farther, faster, because the closer that you can get to people, it's a speed to conversation here. Um, I mean, even taking this, kind of this series of, you know, real solutions, bring people on for 15, 20 minute conversations. What's the one thing that you're struggling with right now when it comes to money and finances? And I guarantee you're going to start to see patterns very, very quickly emerge 
Well, that's going to inform your content. That's going to inform your curriculum. That's going to let you build a community around that. It's going to provide a coaching methodology too, that if you think about what, what builds a strong community, you have weekly activities, monthly repeating activities, quarterly repeating activities, and then some type of an annual activity. Um, this was something that was written about in the book, The Business of Belonging. If there's one thing that you're going to go forward and do next, what's that one thing? So you can take some of this insight, turn into action, and transform an, an, an obstacle into what could be a potential exponential growth opportunity here. Is, is that a question for me to answer right now? That's a question for you to answer because every conversation has to lead to some type of action, even if it's just I one think, small thing. I think, honestly, the thing that that I'm thinking about most right now is, is how I'm linking all of these things. Because I think I have been doing all of these things and having good success in each one of the realms. Mm. But... I can't do everything. There is a great quote from somebody recently. Um, you know, I, I think I, I think I tend to run pretty high capacity and I'm, I have a lot of things going on. And somebody told me, hey, like you can do anything because you are capable, but you can't do everything. And so um, I think that is the thing that I'm thinking about from this is all how all of these pieces actually fit together for me because I'm doing them well. I liked the thought about, um, you know, ham uh, really hammering home on one platform. I think that's something that I'm still thinking about, like, oh, but how do I, how do I expand to more of them? Um, but honestly, I think the biggest thing that I'd like to do is just sit down and, and think about what my kind of logical flow is going to be to organize and prioritize um, the activities within each one of these. Because yeah, like I said, I'm doing a little bit of every single one of them. What you said about um, getting feedback from the communities, which I'm really getting it from the content that I am creating gets engagement. And so I start getting some feedback from them, especially interesting is Instagram. And unfortunately I am doing both. I'm doing LinkedIn and Instagram. I feel like Instagram gives me more honest feedback um, from people who are really in the thick of it. Um, but I'm getting some of that feedback and using it to reiterate on the curriculum, which is for me right now, the main piece of curriculum is a, I have a, a free top five money hacks guide out there that people can sign up for and get it delivered to their inbox, which then has a sequence of um, emails that add context and framing to the initial PDF so that it doesn't overwhelm somebody with everything all at once, but that reminds them and adds depth as they go. Um, and then, you know, obviously creating some of these communities through both in-person and monthly webinars. Um, but I think that piecing all of those things together has been a really shotgun approach. And so I'm thinking more about what my, my logical flow of things is going to be from this. And to be honest, I think I'm gonna have to sit down and do some work around that. I'm gonna, I'm gonna push back on one point you said around community and monthly webinars. Webinars, when I hear that word, because it's a matter of perception, I hear one person talking at me. When I hear the word workshop, now we're working to solve solutions together because now it's not just from someone that's front of the room kind of broadcasting out. Now you're getting that more communal dialogue. Something else too is you're talking through that. If I see these four parts right here, content, curriculum, coaching, and community, it's almost like for the next 90 days, we're going to focus just on building the content habit. And I know you've already started right. that. 
the yep. next after that the second 90 days what are we going to do we're going to we're going to add the curriculum piece into that so we're going to keep the content habit going but we're going to underlie that with the curriculum then the next quarter we're going to add the communal aspect into this and really start building that community and by the time that i get to the fourth quarter now i've got some coaching elements so that really gives you a nice framework too to build around because each once once again they they, they all level up on top of each other marshall this has been a fun conversation you've got a lot of action that you could take going forward I wish you the very, very best. As always, be well, do good, be the light. Okay, buddy? Thank you, sir. Likewise to you. As we wrap up another episode of the Banking on Digital Growth podcast, how might you be able to capture the attention of prospective account holders to guide them along their financial journey through a mix of content, curriculum, and community that is all supported by coaching? Perhaps our four-step banking on digital growth method might be a good fit to guide you and your team along your journey of growth at your bank, credit union, or fintech. And if you have a marketing sales or leadership obstacle that you'd like to transform into a future growth opportunity, text me the biggest challenge standing in your way right now at your bank, credit union, or fintech. Text me 832-549-5792. Once again, 832-549-5792. And we'll talk through this obstacle to transform it into an opportunity on a future episode of the Real Solutions series where we take real challenges from real leaders like you to transform them into real opportunities. Until next time, and as always, be well, do good, and be the light.